Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breath work, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. And you let it burn. It's just time to move on and to find your happiness. You've got to find a light in your life. Welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And today we have a friend of mine that we kind of go way back, um, Sean Ziegler. We've been friends since, gosh, second grade, I want to say. It's been a while. Um, but I'm so excited to have him on here. He is the co-founder of Upspace. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to have you. Thanks for having me in your space here as well. Your office is wonderful. Yeah, it's cool. We lucked out. We just moved in here a couple months ago, and it's it's awesome. There's yeah. studio space and oh, yeah. on there, so it's awesome. It's great. Thank but, you so much for having me. Um, I wanted to start by letting the listeners kind of know a little bit about who you are. So just start by telling me a little bit about yourself and kind of what you're interested in right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm an interest, interested in a lot of things. So I'm just <laughs> an ultra, I consider myself just an ultra curious person, and that curiosity has led me to kind of look at a bunch of different problems and then I have a desire to solve them. So that tends to translate through business. So a lot of the things I do are business orientated, but I really see it as just seeing a problem that I am not okay with and trying to come up with a way to fix that problem. Right now, one of the biggest problems I see with the world today is kind of where we are culturally and then also where we are and how we've been almost manipulated in a sense with our health and wellness. So, you know, we're creating this social media platform for all things wellness to kind of be that source and that hub for all things wellness. So you don't just have to listen to the pharma ads or the, the uh, whatever it might be. So we're yeah. for that. We're empowering the wellness creator economy. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, so I mean, the whole idea kind of came back from COVID and this was my partner, Chris. He actually started the initial idea. Um, he was a personal trainer himself. And during COVID, when they shut everybody down, all the gyms were closed, nobody could go to the gym. People were separated from each other. A lot of Chris's clients were kind of friends with each other, asked him to put together this program. So he put together this program you know, on Excel or using like Google Sheets to give the program, had a leaderboard, people would share their workouts, kind of this like group community program. Yeah. And people loved it, so he started looking into the software that could do it. There was nothing out there, so he started looking to build it himself. Fast forward a few months, he came to me, um, actually ironically looking for t-shirts, because while I was in college, I had a custom t-shirt business, and I was like, nah, Chris, not doing that anymore, but like, I'm curious about this idea. Um, he started telling me about the idea, and I just started thinking of it from the more consumer, like this big world issue, especially given what just happened over the past year, how COVID was shut down, everybody was confined to these rules, 
you know, we now had a light and I personally had a light on my own health and wellness and how Mm -hmm. important it was. And I just instantly started, you know, my brain started firing up around that idea and just like diving into it. So we started meeting for coffee, grabbing a drink or whatever it might be. And we're like, let's just, let's build this thing together. So that's how I got into it. That's amazing. I love how it was like the trainer relationship with our client. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I think the best things come from that community, maybe a partnership or like you said, a a trainer client relationship that was unexpected. You know, at the end of the day, you just shared a similar passion and you're able to kind of like make something grow from it, which is beautiful. Yeah. And there's two sides of it. You know, there's the people, you call them experts, you call them trainers, you call them coaches, nutritionists, whatever you want to call them. There's experts, professionals, and then there's the people who need that knowledge, insight, guidance, accountability, whatever it might be. So we kind of came from the two sides. Chris was more on the expert side, I guess, and I was more on the consumer side. So as we're building this thing, we're looking after each component of it, which is so important because if the consumer experience sucks, consumers aren't going to want to go on it. But if it's not a great tool for the experts, for the coaches, creators, whoever it might be, then they're not going to go on it. So it's kind of this chicken and egg game, and we kind of bring those two elements to the table to hopefully make this platform as you know as as best as possible. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about Upspace. I'm a new user. I just downloaded the app. What what can I expect? Yeah. So right now it's super simple. It's essentially a social media platform for all things wellness. So think like Instagram, but it's all wellness geared. So the content is predominantly you know fitness models content, nutrition tips, recipes, workouts, whatever it might be then instead of just being able to consume the content, which most social media platforms get you to do, it's just mm-hmm. consume, 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 you know, with the TikTokification or everything, just dopamine hits, dopamine hits, dopamine hits. Instead of getting your dopamine through the consumption, we actually try to drive you and reward you through action. So you can take the content and then actually take it to the gym with you or take it to your nutrition planning or whatever it might be, and then complete it. And when you mm-hmm. complete it, that'll go towards your leaderboard, It'll go displayed in the feed, that completion. So it's really consumption leading to action rather than consumption leading to more and more and more and more and more consumption. Nice. Um, so yeah, so just imagine like Instagram, but wellness focused and then having more group components to it, like group chats, leaderboard, et cetera. Nice. I love that. Tell me a little bit about the leaderboard and like your ideal goal for that. Yeah. So right now the leaderboard is actually, it's outdated from the initial infrastructure. So we're redoing it in two weeks completely, okay. right? So right now it's based on you complete a workout in a group, right? I'll use you for example. Yeah. You have your own group on the platform. You share your own workouts or we're gonna call them actions now so it can be you know more breath work, or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And then when one of your members in your group completes a workout, it'll go towards that leaderboard. And it's just a never ending list of like stacking up leaderboards. So there's no you know time constraint or anything right now. Cool. Now we're wiping that out and changing it completely. And we'll actually have a platform-wide score that we call the up score. Mm. And the up score, you can almost think of it as like your wellness score. So it'll be based on four different categories. Workout, so like your fitness. Sport, so if you're playing an actual sport. Recovery, so sauna, cold plunge, whatever sort of recovery thing might be nutritional. And then mindfulness, which gets into breath work, uh, meditation, prayer, whatever that might Mm. be. Those four categories. And then a user can either, as a, as a creator, right, you yourself, Amanda, you can create an action in those four categories, right? You create a workout, you create a recovery thing, a breathwork yep. session, whatever, a nutritional guide, whatever it might yep. be. And then users can then complete that. Mm. 
users can also say they didn't you didn't create something that they did right right you didn't create a run but they went on a run or you didn't create basketball but they played basketball yeah they can log that activity as well that action as well themselves without having to use your content and then any sort of completion whether it's based on the content you created or completion of them logging it themselves will go towards their up score cool one point towards it and then it'll be on a rolling 30-day average so it'll count up all of your points in 30 days so every day it's going to change if you have been slacking right so it'll update in real time kind of show your nice. real-time depiction of your wellness score like how are you doing as a whole taking care of yourself and then the leaderboard will be based on that so in your group it'll be based on okay who in amanda's group is taking care of them them the best right who's yeah. doing the most workouts or recovery stuff or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so that's where the leaderboard will be in a few weeks. That's awesome. We have a run club at F45, yep. which I'm so excited to get everyone on this app. So that's gonna be a really cool thing. The goal is to get out and do a bunch of runs together, but there's gonna be a bunch of days where we're not able to get together and do right. them. So to be able to log that and see how everyone's doing on the recovery and you know, we have a bunch of coaches in the process too and you know, in the space. So with that being said, you know, the coaches can kind of be like, hey, so-and-so, you haven't been running, you know? Gotta mm -hmm. keep you accountable, you know, if you're gonna be able to achieve this goal in March. So that'll be really cool, I'm excited for that. Yeah, exactly. So like what you could do for your group runs, you could create an activity yourself as a creator and say, you know, group run, and then that's the activity that everyone completes when they do it nice. together, right? So it'll all go to their up scores. But yeah, like you said, when they then do their stretching routine later or, you know, they're, they go on a run by themselves later, they can also log that separately that's not tied to it. So exactly. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Now you mentioned something a little bit before that I wanted to dive into before we kind of talk a little bit more about you and your light and all the good stuff. You brought up dopamine. So I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of like a dopamine detox mm -hmm. and or have you ever done one? And what are your thoughts? So it's funny you bring it up because I was recently just thinking about doing a dopamine detox okay. every Sunday. Nice. And just like no phone, no exercise, Yep. No sauna, and I freaking love the sauna. No <laughs> love showers, sauna. no no sweets, because sweets can give you that little the bad dopamine. Like no nothing. So mm -hmm. like purely a dopamine detox every single Sunday because dopamine a lot, and I'm learning more and more about it, it's not just like a lot of it has to be incremental or, or not habitual in a sense. Like it's not yeah. like you do – this every day and it's going to have the effect like it's almost like doing this then and then this then and then this then and that's yep. where you really get the most exposure to it so by doing that detox you kind of kill the cycle of the dopamine and you're able to hit it more get it more mm. so cool. yeah i'm very intrigued by the dopamine detox yeah i'm thinking about doing it every sunday i think that's awesome i mean you have to take that step back right because if you don't you're gonna you know have these up and downs up and downs up and downs so often that's gonna be hard to actually be productive and you know, obviously get excitement from certain things. How do you feel about something exciting happens in your life? Do you feel like you should have a very like neutral, you know, reaction to it? Do you find that you should celebrate for a certain amount of time? What are your thoughts surrounding that? Yeah, I personally think a lot of people like, especially in the self-help space, they get caught up in the like motivation and be motivated and like ride that out. I'm personally, and I was reflecting on this other day, like quite the opposite, like mm -hmm. no matter what, you should put your head down and get to work and do it, right? Mm. Now, that motivation might then determine whether that day is going to be a great day or yeah. maybe not so great day. 
But no matter what, what you do shouldn't change, mm-hmm. right? So it's just a matter of like putting your head down and getting it done, whatever you set out to do, like whatever that is for you. Like if you want to be a great dad, be a great dad. You want to be a great businessman, be a great businessman, whatever it might be, great athlete, great athlete. But the motivation is just going to determine the quality, right? Which is mm-hmm. motivation directly tied to dopamine. So how you're getting that dopamine in the day is just going to, you know, you might have a little bit better day if you got that workout in, but you can't let you not getting that workout in be an excuse for your day to just mm-hmm. not do and not show up. Yeah. So it's like regardless. So I'm more on the side of no, don't don't celebrate these big wins. Like, yep. No, it's great. We won. Like let's keep going. Like the win is in the day to day. The win is in the journey, not in the destination. That's just like sweet. We're in the right direction. Like here's credibility that says we got this trophy or we sold this company for three hundred million dollars or we, you know, where we hit this milestone. That that's just a sign we're going in the right direction. That's not like the reward. The reward is yeah. the direction that you're in, the journey. Okay. So awesome. to me, you know, same thing goes when a bad thing happens. You know, if something bad happens, you don't. To me, it's not like, oh, you know, go and take time off from that bad thing. Like you still maintain the level headedness. I'm not saying you don't have to feel sad, but you still just, no matter what, you don't like go with the fluctuations. You, you're always rolling. Mm-hmm. I love so. that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about who Sean is. What is your light? So what is that thing that kind of sparks you up and makes you who you are? It's a deep question. Tough to say. Um, I think I just have, and I always have had this kind of deep desire and passion to, like, I don't, there's certain things I don't like about the world or there's certain things that like just don't make sense. And they've just have become the way and the truth but they never made sense. And then there's like the deep, deep stuff, like you're talking about real energy or talking about like where we go, where we came from. And those things, like answering those questions, solving those problems, changing the things that I don't like about this world because they don't make sense. Not just because I selfishly don't like them, because they're logically just making the world a worse place. Like that's really my light. And it always has been my biggest drive for that. Yeah. And like whatever path to do that is my light. So, you know, it's not, it's not like a physical thing. It's more mm-hmm. like seeing something that, that, that just shouldn't be the way that it is currently and changing that. Yeah. And doing whatever you can to change that. Love it. So I'd say that's my light. That's awesome. How did you get here? Like, where did you, what, was there a kind of a moment where you were like, this one thing didn't make sense at one point in your life. And you're like, this is something I want to continue to keep doing, keep working towards, keep changing, you know, the status quo. Or do you feel like this is something you've kind of just developed over time and it's been a part of you ever since you kind of were born? Um, since I was ever born, I don't know. That's that's tough to say because it's yeah. like nature versus <laughs> nurture question, you know, conversation. Right. But I guess there's two different parts of it. Like there's the overall light, like this desire to just like – when things don't make sense or there's a problem or something that's not being done the right way, the desire to fix that or change the way that is, that has been with me for as long as I remember. Mm. And like, that's always been my dream. Most people like dreamed of, you know, like being an athlete or like make it to the NBA or the NFL or the MLS or whatever it might be. And those are all great dreams, but mine just was never that. Like my dream was always like, I'm going to build the biggest company in the world that's going to change the way things are today. 
Mm. Like in the and company is just like the vessel to do that. So like the business is the vessel to do that. So that's why I, I call it a company, whatever. But that's always been my dream. So that's been with me. But in terms of like certain lights, right? Like mm. health and wellness or culture or, you know, in, in five years it might be there's like a global war and like that's the problem. Or like there might be a discovery in space and there's some interstellar stuff that I want to yeah. desire to pursue. Like in terms of those lights of like where I'm shaping that focus, that'll shift with time and with just things going on in the world and different things I recognize and different things I learn. But the overall light to, I guess, not really be okay and take action towards figuring out why that exists, why that is the way it is and how it can be better and how it can be different. That's been with me for as long as I remember. That's so cool. I love it. So you've been a business owner, honestly, your entire life. So I want to hear a little bit about you and kind of what your routine looks like, how you kind of go about those day-to-days and how you stay motivated in those crazy times when things just kind of hit the fan. Yeah. So I'll start with the first question. How do you stay motivated in those times when shit hit the fans? It goes back to that thing we earlier talked about. It doesn't matter. It's not about the motivation. You just show up regardless. Mm. Motivation, which is directly connected to dopamine, which is like feel-good hormone. Motivation is just going to determine the quality of day. Mm. Right, so I'll do things to try to make my quality day better, but no matter what, whether it's better or not, I'm showing up regardless. Right. And that's the most important thing is just show up regardless, be there no matter what. So it's really not a matter of motivation to me because my motivation or like why I do it, my why is that ultimate light. Like I mm. want, there's this issue and I want to change it. How I get there, I can't tell you exactly. I have a plan, I have action, yeah. it's probably going to change, but it, this is a problem, right? There's a cultural issue. There's this like war on on our health and mind and bodies and I want to be a part of the solution. I want to help solve it. So that is my drive. So there's nothing day-to-day motivation that's going to get me now. So motivation for whether I have a good day or bad day in terms of enjoying that experience of work. So for my daily routine, so that I try to have good days mostly and not just bad days. Um, you know, to me, I think routine is so important. So like finding that routine and being religious to it especially myself because I'm, I'm a very habitual person and when my routine is you know taken away from me or I take it away from myself, it, I, I notice a difference in my productivity. I notice a difference in my quality mm-hmm. of life and how I enjoy it. So I try to, you know, on a daily day basis, try to wake up early, same time, usually 5.36, exercise first thing. Um, I always do a sauna, or which is like my form of meditation. Sauna also has all its other benefits, cold exposure, and then just get to work. Nice. And then get whatever I need to get done. Um, and it's not a matter of like counting the hours, like did I do eight hours, did I do six, did I do four, did I do 10, did I do 12? It's more a matter of like, how can I get this done the fastest way, because then I can do more things, the most productive way, and the most beneficial to everybody else. And that's kind of how I think of it. Yeah. And try to structure it. And that's always changing. Like that routine, because I'm trying to optimize and make, make it a little bit better. But that's like the general thing. Like ideal day for me is I wake up early, I get my exercise in, I get my sauna in, I'm drinking a lot of water, and I'm just getting to work. I love it. I want to talk more about the sauna, because that's actually something that um, not many of my guests bring up. And I know how passionate you are about it. So talk <laughs> to me about the sauna. What happens with Sean and the sauna when he's in that sauna? What are the benefits, all the good stuff? Yeah, well, what I love about the sauna is it's so simple. Like, it's just heat. Like, that's yeah. all it is. You're in this box of heat. Like, you're not injecting anything. You're not 
you know, you're not even putting in any effort besides sitting there. And I'm, I'm all about effort, but like, so it can, anybody can do it. Yeah. Literally anybody. If you get access to it, find a gym, $20 a month, $30 a month, whatever it might be, go buy one, finance it per month for 120 bucks a month for two years. Like, but you just go and you sit in there and it has all these benefits of it, right? You're in there, you know, they say about ideally four times a week, 20 minutes per time at about 180 to 210 degrees. Fahrenheit is the ideal sense. And then it decreases all cause mortality by 51%. So that's cancer at any given moment, right? So that's that's cancer, that's autoimmune disease, that's you know, viruses or whatever it might be. And there's a few other things that it's decreasing just by doing this sauna. Then that's a long-term benefit. Then the short-term benefit, you're getting this relief of like your your dopamine. Uh, a, a, an endorphin boost you're getting you're building up your tolerance for like stress because your cortisol levels will go high your heart mm -hmm. rate gets high as the heat increases you're in there longer and then your adrenaline shut out but then you have to like tame it so you're working on you're building your own like discipline muscles in a way by being in it um, you're free from anything else like you're not bringing your computer in there you're not doing it so you're able to get tap into your mind and your thought almost in a meditative state um, you're sweating out all the, you know, toxins and that's, I need to look more into like what actually are you sweating out? What's in the sweat, but you're sweating this out and then you drink more water. It's almost like an oil change. So there's just so many benefits for it, for just sitting in it and it's yeah. like enjoyable. Like it's just a pleasant yeah. experience. So I'm so high on it because, you know, people take all this medication, they take all this stuff, they inject themselves with their body. And some people don't like working out. So it's like, go in the sauna. Mm -hmm. And that might, your heart rate ups, And you might want to work out after. Or yeah. like, it might get you to the gym in the first place. But you have all those benefits regardless of whether you work out or do anything else. Like, you right. just have those benefits. Would so, you say that's like the number one thing right now for you and your own health and wellness journey? Is like, got to get that sauna in, you know, four times a week? Yeah, four times a week. Um, yeah, I would say it's number one. It's like tied to it. Because okay. I always, I always will exercise with that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I always do cold exposure with it too. But mm. like if I was say there was somebody who was struggling with whatever it might be, right? They were just, I don't know, struggling. They weren't exercising. They are eating shitty. They had health issues. Like I would tell them, look, do sauna for 20. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to solve yeah. all your problems. Oh, yeah. But it's going to help. And then it might drive you to do these other things. Like you might want to do cold exposure after this. You might realize you're feeling good. And your mood's elevated and you want to work out too. It might get you there. But all you do is so simple. You sit in a room where it's hot. Yeah. And you're building up these like discipline muscles because you got to stay in there. Right. You're working on your breathing. So that then translates to other things. So next time you're frustrated or stressed, you've built a bit of a muscle to get through that and persevere yeah. through that. So I would. that's something that I would recommend like anybody to do. If they're just getting started, like just do a sauna. 20 minutes. Nice. Start with five, then get 10, then 15, then 20. Love and then it. let all these other things trickle in. Start small, aim big. Yeah. I wanted to also talk a little bit about, you mentioned kind of like that piece of sitting in your own mind and spending time with yourself. How important to that, or how important is that, would you say, to actually spend that time focusing going inward? So important. So important. I... And probably more naturally introverted, although I come off as extroverted oftentimes because yeah. I'm very, I can be loud, aggressive, passionate. <laughs> That's more my passion. 
Um, and I come from a big family, so I think I was forced to just speak up or like talk or engage more and I became more comfortable in you know conversation, but I am more naturally introverted, meaning I get energized myself by being in my own mind and internalizing things. So I spend a lot of time, or if I don't, I, I, it's bad for everybody, but I try to spend a lot of time in my own mind because it's a place where you can question like the bigger things for yourself. Like you can ask, why am I doing this? Why am I, and actually ask, don't just ask a question, not try to find the answer. Like I think a lot of people do that. They'll ask yeah. the question like, why am I doing this? And you're like, that's a good point. I shouldn't be doing this. It's like, well, you never actually came up with the answer. Like it's probably yeah. the answer after the why. We're like, why am I working out? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to work out. Why? <laughs> so it's like, come up with the answer, but it allows you to do that and then reflect on it. It's like, why, or even like an action you did, you know, like recently for me, it's been about finding, being more patient because mm. sometimes I'll have all these thoughts and my ideas and then I present them and then people be like, not understand it. But I forget the fact that I've been thinking about it for two weeks and then presenting it. So of course they don't understand it. So I'll then be like, no, 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 and snap back. Like, this is how this yeah. be. I'm like, being in my own mind later will allow me to reflect on, wow, that is just a net negative for everybody when I right. then respond with no patience because then either I get my way and they just do it, but they don't know what they're doing or the reason behind they're doing it and they don't have a why and I can't do things without a why, so that's stupid. Or they don't get to present their ideas because I'm just so feisty on mine and so persistent on mine and wasn't patient to hear them. And we miss out on all that knowledge or those things that I could then reflect on and implement into the idea. So like the, going into your own self and leaning into yourself allows you to kind of evaluate your day-to-day and the big picture. So yeah. for me, it's so important to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned the concept of your why. So talk to me a little bit about kind of what your why is right now and kind of how important that is to have a why in your life. Yeah, and the why can change and will change, but like having a why kind of gives you purpose and meaning behind what you're doing. Yep. Um, So rather than, you know, someone said this to me the other day, like if you're in the ocean and you have two boats and one has a direction, but is going like 10 miles per hour and the other has, is, has no direction, there's one degree off that direction is going 60 miles per hour the one going 60 miles per hour is going to be all the way over here. One in the right direction is going to be going, get lead, get to mm. the destination. The other one's going to realize they're not there and have to you know, mm. go back this way. So that's like why it's good to have a why. Because mm-hmm. you can just get there faster, more pleasantly, more efficiently. You have a motive behind it. So that's why the why is so important for me in everything. Like and asking why and answering why for every single thing I do. So there's actually purpose behind it. Um, for me to find that is one, you have to ask and answer the question, right? right? I think a lot of people, they might ask, but they never answer it and they never reflect on it, right? So I spent a lot of time in my own head asking, yes, why is my purpose? Like, why am I doing these things every day? Why am I building up space? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? But also like, why to any question? Like, why, why do I drink coffee? Like, should I drink coffee? I don't know why. So I start looking at caffeine and I'm like, okay, yeah. caffeine, there's some positive, some negative. I probably shouldn't have to too, right? Mm-hmm. Or why do I go to school? Or why do I wear shoes? Or why do this? Like start asking that question and get used to that childhood curiosity where you just ask why, why, yeah. why, why, why? Um, and if you look at it in terms of like time allocation, I just think people have a hard time finding that for themselves because they don't actually spend the time trying to find the answer. Mm-hmm. They might ask a question 
And then they give up and they're like, oh, well, I don't know the answer. I don't know why we're here. I don't know why I'm doing this. Just get a job. Yeah. I was told to do it. I'm just going to do it. Nine to Whatever. Five. I'm young. Like, it's my, I'm in my 20s. It doesn't matter. I'll figure it out later. Right? Yeah. I'll figure it out later. So they don't. And then that ends up hurting them now because then they don't know what they're doing. And they're not getting where they actually want to go because they don't yeah. know where they want to go. Yeah. So actually spending the time to answer, not just ask, ask and then answer that why mm-hmm. until you find the answer or you constantly be in the pursuit of the answer. So for example, you know, think about a high school and my brother's senior in high school. Yeah. So he's finding his college and he spends hours in SAT prep. Actually, he's not taking SATs, but I spent hours in SAT prep. <laughs> Actually, I didn't do it, so I'm not a good example. But most people spend hours, hours in SAT prep to prep for that. Hours, yeah. hours for that. I did. Yeah, I got a tutor. I got the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the most big people book. Spend hours doing oh, yeah. that. That's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. They spend hours filling out their application, or first hours figuring out what schools they want to go to. You know, looking at all the pictures. Seeing what they like. I think I applied doing to 20 schools. Ridiculous. Wow. I yeah. One. Yeah. There um, you go. <laughs> they, they, well, yeah, and I didn't want to go. In life. I didn't want to go. But they spent a lot of time on on finding the schools. Then they spent a lot of time on filling out the applications for all these schools. So it's hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours doing that process, right? And I'm not saying like that's a waste of time. Don't do that. But I'm just saying you spend all this time, or people spend all this time finding their next thing like college the next thing they're told to do and they spend close to zero time why they're actually doing it mm. they don't even ask why am i going to college in the first place it's a good point they don't ask that yeah. so if you spent that same amount of time that you spent working on the college or trying to figure out the college you're going to say it was 30 hours and you said all right over the next month i'm gonna spend an hour a day 30 hours trying to answer this question why Am I doing what I do? What is my purpose yeah. in this world for college, for this little thing? What is it? And you literally sit down for an hour a day in your own mind and just answer that question. And then I think you should take that with you forever, right? Constantly yeah. challenge it. Because oh, you yeah. might get the wrong answer then. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, wait. Actually, this isn't working. Yeah. You know, you know, you're going to adjust and find it. But at least you spend time you have direction, you know why you're doing that. So to me, it's like people need to spend time actually trying to find the answer. And I don't think really most people do not do that. They just don't spend the time doing it. Yeah. I think so many people are scared to spend that time in their mind Mm -hmm. and find what they're going to find. And what I found recently is it's just like a lot of people in my life, it's just like I'd rather just go with the status quo because that's too hard. Like, oh, I can never be a business owner. There's no way I could ever do that because that means I have to do this, that, and the other, and I have to really take control of my life. And so if we want to go into even more deep, deeper with that one, you know, I think it's so important to spend some time in your mind so that you, again, find your purpose like you said. You can kind of work with that and actually step away. Take some time back from where you are right now. If it, Like you said, it can be an hour a day to find out truly why you're here mm-hmm. and what your purpose is because Here's a good example. If I had done what you just said before I went to college, I wouldn't have gone for communications. I wouldn't have then my sophomore year switched into undecided and then gone into business mm-hmm. to find out by my senior year that I wanted to be a personal trainer and a fitness coach and all those things. Right. I probably would have found that out originally. I would have taken the gap year and done the thing that I needed to right. do and not wasted three years of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of fucking money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot <laughs> that of money. People don't, and time's even more valuable than money. So it's like three years of your life. Yeah. And a lot of money. 
So yeah, 100%. I don't know if you remember this from like school when you were growing up because you both went to St. Norbert's. I believe it was, I want to say Miss Reeson or someone, told us that you have to ask the question why six times before you actually can get to the root cause of the problem. So for example, like, why are you the way you are? Oh, because, you know, I like to, you know, draw. I like to do this. Okay, why do you like to draw? Well, because of this. Well, why why is that? Like, keep going deeper, deeper, deeper until you finally get to the root cause. Like, you could say, I'm having a bad day. Why are you having a bad day? Oh, I slept bad. Okay, why did you sleep bad? Because I was texting my friends. Why were you texting your friends that late? Uh, Because I just have a lot going on in my life. You know, why go deeper and deeper until you get to a point of, like, wait for a second, maybe I'm having a problem with being alone, like on my own, like whatever it might be, you know? So I really like that idea of that as well. But I agree with what you said. It's just like, I wasted so much time and money because I didn't take that time to ask those six questions, six whys. I like that, the six whys. That's very cool. Very powerful, like framework. Gives a good framework for people to follow. It's like, do six whys. Mm -hmm. And right now the world doesn't want you to ask why for some reason, like Obama doesn't want you to ask why. They're like, Ooh, let's oh, talk about you, that a little bit. Why do you feel why do you feel shitty? Yeah. Because you're depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. that's why. So yeah. like they'd also be like, shit, I'm depressed. I'm just depressed. So uh, yeah. here's my medication, right? Instead of going down the route, like, why do I feel shitty? Well, I was drinking this weekend mm. and you know, didn't sleep. Okay, well, why are you drinking this? Or why didn't you go to bed earlier even though you're drinking? I was out with my friends, we're like, why were you out late drinking that long? Well, you know, I just wanted to hang out like it's the weekend. Like, why do you feel the need to drink and hang out on the weekend when it's making you tired and make actually re- reducing your quality of life? Well, you know, it just helps me get the edge off and like socialize and feel like, well, why do you feel like you need that to have you socialize? Well, you know, I just don't feel comfortable in my skin. And it might, might lead to some trauma that actually is the root cause to your point, right? Yeah. So I love that six whys um, and nobody asks that. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and, People don't want you to, like, the world doesn't want you to, for whatever reason, like, don't dive deep, don't ask, just do. Like, yeah. follow what it is. Same thing with college. It's like, okay, why do I go to college? Yeah. Because um, I got to get my higher education. Why do yeah. you need to get higher education? Because I need it to get a job in the world. Well, why do you need to get a job in the world? Well. Because you don't, by the way. Well, no, you don't at all. Well, that's just what my dad told me. Well, why does your dad think that? Well, because that's what he did. Well, why did he do that? And like, you don't, if you ever get to a point where you don't, there's no actual answer to the why, it's like, well, there's just nothing that makes sense here. So why do I need this? Maybe I don't. Like, what if I did this? Why do, why would I do this? And you start thinking the other way, which is interesting. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I wanted to uh, kind of switch gears a little bit, kind of stay on the same similar topic. So I know you've kind of discovered breath work this year, like more recently, kind of dove dove in deeper into it as have I. And I know we've kind of bonded over that. So how good is breath work? How has breath work kind of shaped you this year as well as your meditation time? Really, I mean, for me, it's just a sick experience. Like, I love it. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily changed me necessarily, but I can okay. see how it, could, as it helps people like get deep because I always like do go deep. Like I've always been able to do that um, besides when I was in college, ironically. But but I always go deep, like, you know, in different ways. And like when I'm driving, shower, walking, exercising, wherever it might be, it allows me to do that. But breath work's like really cool because it's just this unique experience. It's different. Mm. So you're going deep, but the, there's something about the breathing, like the Wim Hof breathing, which is interesting. You know, he was able to fight diseases through it. And taking that 
breathing mechanism, which allows you to get to like next level. It's almost like a merge between the physical and the as B as says, it's subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> Shout but, out, B. We love you. <laughs> the, it's like a merge between the physical and the subconscious realm, which is really interesting. So it allows you to get deeper for a long period of time. Because even when I used to meditate, I would do it for five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then when I started doing the breath work, the first five, 10 minutes, I wasn't, the, nothing was happening. I was like, all right, I'm breathing. It's almost like a little frustrating. Then all of a sudden, at like the 15 minute mark, it was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> you drop in, you drop in. in. Like, drop in. <laughs> so I never even gave enough time. So that's why I really, I guess for me, and that, that and, and I said like it hasn't, doesn't necessarily, like it hasn't affect me because I, I'm able to go deep. But at the same time, like a lot of my deepness has, like it allows you to know like how deep you can get. Mm. Right? It's like, oh shit, I haven't gone this deep before. Yeah. Like I could do this again and again and go this deep. Like look how powerful this thing is in the moment imagine if i did this two times three times five times ten times or weekly 50 times weekly daily i would go i could go so deep so Mm -hmm. deep and resolve all my deep deep problems or come up with all my biggest biggest ideas yeah and really tap into like your subconscious which is very real like if you think about it our conscious mind i don't even know what i had for lunch three days ago (laughs) it's it it, it's literally it's a a beautiful computer in the Mm -hmm. sense that it takes information, digests it, finds it, computes it, and then deletes it. Spits it out. Yeah, and then deletes it. It only remembers the important parts, mm-hmm. which is an incredible thing. But the subconscious is taking it all in. So it's recognizing this, 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 and that from your entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get into other trippy things too, like, but, so by tapping into that, like, you're able to tap into those things that can then come out into your conscious. So breath work done right is really cool whether it's Wim Hof Theta breath work mm-hmm. which is more guided um, yeah it's a powerful tool yeah that's how I see that it. it's, it's a tool it's a tool but, I completely yeah. agree so Sean we're getting towards the end of this podcast here I wanted to ask you uh, two final questions here so first off what can we expect from Sean in this upcoming year since we are on the verge of a new year here by the time this gets published actually it might be the new year so what can we kind of expect from Sean in 2023? 2023, I'm going deep. Okay. So I'm going deep in my, I'm very curious. So there's a lot of things that I like and that has led me to knowing a little bit about a lot of things, but I have a craving to know a lot about, about something, like okay. a lot of it. So I'm going deep into three subjects, which I'm not going to tell because uh, it's important for me to just do it without like the verbal, you know, telling people and getting yeah. that dopamine release early. Like I'm just going to do it and not tell anybody. And then in a year I'll have this knowledge or creation or something beyond. Then in terms of the things that people will see, Upspace will be a platform that is starting to gain significant traction and eyeballs on with thousands and thousands of users by then 2023. So Upspace will be very, very relevant in a lot of people's lives and be impacting a lot of people, um, where right now we've kind of done the foundational work. So we're mm. going to start to see some some bricks stacked and be like, oh shit, look at that building over there. And it's going to start getting some traction. So that's what we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. And one last question here for you, actually one or two, but the one I wanted to mention first or ask first is what advice you have others that are trying to find their light? 
take the time to find it and use the tools that help you to find it, right? So breathwork could be a tool, exercise could be a tool, reading could be a tool, walking could be a tool. Choose the tool that's right for you. They're just tools and know that they're just tools. You gotta then use that tool to build what you wanna build or find what you wanna find, but actually take the time to do it and ask the question. Ask the question and take the time to answer it. Yeah. That's my biggest piece of advice. I love it. Anything else you wanna mention to the listeners before we go? Pharma, <laughs> big pharma, you're going down. Taking down. <laughs> we have, down. we both agree on that, so don't worry. We are on the same page there. Yeah, pharma's running. Pharma's running. running. Watch out, everyone. No Don't more, listen. no more vaccine mandates are gonna be happening in the future. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna stop that. Gonna stop oh that. my goodness! Well, thank you, Sean, so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate your time. Where can listeners find you if they want to get in touch with you? I follow me on TikTok. No, I, I am trying to build <laughs> my audience. Fun. I do need to build my audience. So I just you do a good job. Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. If you want to just see all my rambles of ideas, I just spit them out there on Twitter. Um, yeah, so cool. at, Sean, at Sean Ziegler. Awesome. Yeah. And I will put it in the show notes as well. Thank you guys for joining us, and thank you again, Sean, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. And this has been another episode of Empower Light. We will see you guys back here on Monday for another mini solo session. But thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week. And you let it burn. So it's just time to move on course. and to find your happiness gotta find a light in your life to love, love, to love.